When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another rainy day here in New York City Friday. Thank God the weather next week calls for 70, sunny, two days in the 80s, believe it or not. I'm going back to the beach. That's why I moved to the beach. But today, relatively gloomy, although it is awards day here at WABC. And one of our great shows, and why we win awards every year, is the man that follows me 10 a.m. every weekday morning. Also a star at Fox News, Fox and Friends, and his own terrific show, 9 p.m. Saturday nights, One Nation. He is the king of Massapequa, Brian Kilmeade. Good morning, Brian. Yes, now that Rex Uerman's been jailed, I have taken yes. over the mantle. Yeah, that's quite a comparison. <laughs> It's unbelievable, right? I mean, this guy was in court this week, too. He was in court this week, and his wife wants to keep the guns, about 200 guns. I guess she needs the money. So, you know, I, I actually spoke to Brian Baldinger a couple of weeks ago. He, of course, is a big NFL guy, and I put him in the equation the Baldingers, the Baldwins, the Kilmeads. Sure. And all of you guys lose to uh, Rex Uriman. Sorry. Sadly, uh, yeah. I think you're right. But what about the girls' softball team that won the Little League World Series? How about that? Doesn't that put that above at all? Nobody but you in the whole world knows about that. Nobody. <laughs> Not <laughs> even the parents of these young girls. <laughs> no, no, they do. They came and did our show. Oh, God. Uh, no, that's that just happened. Also, it's, it's at the demise of soccer. Soccer was king in New York. The girls have won all these championships, so now they're playing softball. we got to stop these Mass Pico girls from using their hands. No, you're right about that. And talking about girls, because <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to talk about this uh, coming up on your show later on this morning. You know, I, uh, I'm i okay with the glitzy halftime shows. I'm okay with, you know, ball clubs doing stuff for kids in between innings. I do like all that stuff. You know, the real sports diehards, guys like my buddy Joe Beningo, they hate that stuff. But I got to tell you, if I see one more picture of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, and to make it worse, the Chiefs are here in New Jersey on Sunday night by the lousy Jets. It makes it even worse. And I know that there's actually more people watching the games. They're selling his jerseys. So the idea that Taylor Swift is not appealing to Americans is wrong. I, I can prove that just by uh, jersey sales. But my God, am I sick of it. How about you? I'm stunned. I mean, for number one, I know she's talented and she's nice and she has a lot, inspires a lot of girls. I've never seen somebody so more, more popular. I think she's got a really good voice, puts on a good show. I just don't get the mania. I have nothing against her. But she right now is one of the most popular people in the world. Yeah. And she's going to be there just to see Zach Taylor. Um, uh, excuse me. Uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach so Taylor happens to, to be Zach, head, Zach Taylor is a coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, so it is an NFL name. You're not all that far off. <laughs> right. I mean, that that's the key. So more pressure on this guy to perform. The Chiefs evidently have seen so little of the Jets' offense because they're not on the field. They have no idea what to defend. So Aaron Rodgers yelling at the team saying, guys, stop arguing on the sidelines. So uh, it's been embarrassing. I mean, this team was the hit after hard knocks. They lose Aaron Rodgers. They don't even have, I mean, for Namath to open up on him like that, I can't believe it. He's like, Namath is like the nicest guy you'll ever meet. And he basically told him to quit football. 
The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. No, he did, and then he wanted the uh, Jets to fire everybody. He asked for Woody Johnson to fire the head coach, Robert Sala, fire Douglas, the GM, on the Michael K show that was. And you're right, for the better part of 50-plus years since Joe Namath and the Jets beat the Colts in Super Bowl three, Namath has been quiet about horrible Jet teams. But you, you know what happened here? This was huge expectations. Uh, some people fell into the trap of comparing this Jet defense to the 85 Bears, which is ridiculous. Aaron Rodgers is here. This was going to be the year. And one injury now, and this team goes from a team with Super Bowl expectations to, quite frankly, a bad football team. Even Joe Namath can't handle it. And I'm a Giant fan, but I'm not a Jet hater. I, I, I hate what has happened. I think Robert Sala is one of the best coaches in the league. I think that he is staying, trying to do the best he can uh, with Wilson. Remember, if the, and you know this better than anyone, Sid, if they did not get Rodgers, there is no way they start the season with Wilson. There's no way. The guy couldn't even get on the field at the end. He was shot. The team, he had lost the locker room, but he was going to train after a guy, uh, under a guy he idolized through most of his youth. They were friends anyway. So this would have been a year and a half, two years to, to watch. So now he's in the game, and, and the Jets are going, who put him in? <laughs> they have, they literally have no option. So, yeah, so now not. they got to go get, I don't know, go get, get Matt Ryan? No, he said Matt no, Ryan no, could no, probably no, save no. the season. No, Matt Ryan is making millions and millions of dollars at Fox doing football analysis. He's already said no. He gets paid a lot of money not to get hit on Sunday mornings. They're not getting Matt Ryan. Tom Brady's not coming back. So the names you hear are Trevor Simeon, Colin Kaepernick. These guys are not delivering a championship either. So bad news for the Jets. They're double-digit underdogs against Kansas City at home Sunday night. Look for the Jets to go to 1-3. and three. As for the Giants, they also may go 1-3. and three. They've got Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks Monday night in New Jersey. But yesterday, I spent 30 minutes on this show. I had him for 30 minutes talking to Mayor Eric Adams. It was the first time me and Eric talked on air, Brian, in almost two months. Because the last couple of months, I've been very critical. It got back to the mayor. He wasn't very happy about it. He thought I took some personal shots. But he's a good guy. He's kind of like Trump. You know, Trump goes on CNN. Trump goes on with Kirsten Welker. Same thing with Eric. He's a Democrat mayor, but he goes on with me on a very conservative station. And I threw it all at him. All of it. Like, for this, for example. Why would you go to court, okay? If you, if you uh, don't like the right to shelter... Okay, which makes you have to house these migrants. And now you've won a decision that says, no, you don't have to do that anymore. You're not obligated to do it. Why would you go to court to overturn that? And his answer basically was, well, listen, I still have to take care of these people. They came here like your grandparents, my grandparents. I said, Eric, no, they didn't. It's not true. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I mean, wait a second. I, you just informed me of something I didn't know. So he got a court ruling in his favor and is putting, and he wants to put right to shelter back? Yes, uh, Nicole Maliotakis. I actually played the quote 
from Maliataka. She asked me the question. She said, the mayor is coming up. Can you ask him this? And initially, Eric Adams was angry. This is all on air. That I was delivering a message for Nicole. He's like, well, why won't Maliotakis just call me herself? That's the problem in today's politics. Why don't these people just call me themselves? If Inna Vernikoff is, is nervous that migrants are going to Manhattan Beach in Brooklyn, if Nicole Maliotakis is talking about a court case, why won't they call me themselves? And after he did that, then he said, listen. I still have a responsibility to these people, just like your grandparents and great-grandparents. I'm not going to allow these people to be treated unfairly. And no matter what the court says, that's my job. No, it isn't. Uh, If you want to treat the people we have here, uh, okay, I'll make a case uh, either way. But you're going to understand we're getting another 200,000 in less than a year. Because they're letting these Venezuelans go to work. They're not going to pay attention to the July 31st cutoff, nor will New York. We're busting them from the hotel room we're putting them up to so their maid service can get in there and change their sheets. And then we bring them downtown to an office we are renting on behalf of the city so they could do their job interview and get their resume together to get a job. That is going to do nothing but to get people out of that hellhole, which is now Venezuela, and get them here. Does he not understand that? Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabolaw, where winning is no accident. I don't think he does. And again, I like him. He's a good guy, but he's completely lost. And I think that part of the reason is, is that he's trying to appease way too many people, maybe even on both sides. And when you do that, you just can't win. I mean, look, Brian, the great Brian Kilmeade, Look what we're seeing in New York this week. I brought up to the mayor Target leaving, how that hurts us. Another major retail operation. He said, well, Amazon is coming. And I said, what about what's going on at these daycares? First, you got, actually, second, you got ghost guns. Then we're not that far removed from a one-year-old dying from a fentanyl overdose. And now it turns out nearly $2 million worth of drugs in that daycare. What is going on in the Bronx with these daycares? And he basically said, well, it's, it's a bad thing. We're investigating it. And... I guess we'll fix it. I guess. <laughs> I know. I mean, look, do I blame him for the daycare? No. Uh, but does he understand that when, when you have the border wide open, fentanyl gets here and it ends up in the Bronx because it's going to go the path of least resistance, the least scrutiny. Now there's going to be a little bit more, maybe temporarily. Uh, but the, I just love that Governor Abbott came here, spoke at the Manhattan Institute, came into Fox, did three shows, three or four shows, did our Fox and Friends too. And now he praised Hochul and Adams for finally putting some pressure on Biden. But 
He went right in and took the questions. You guys are going to blame me for this? You know how many people I've sent here? 15,000. You know how many you got? Over 100,000. Somebody else is dropping them into your state. And know who it is? Joe Biden. He's not even telling you. At least I'm telling you. We're bringing them right to Port Authority where you're greeting them with, uh, I guess, iPhones. So, so at least we told you, blame the president. Well, to Eric Adams, uh, in his defense, he actually did on my show yesterday blame the president and everybody else around him. He said not just the president, but the whole administration. So that may explain why when Biden was here the week of the U.N., he refused to meet with the mayor. So, I mean, Eric did say some things yesterday that were pretty good, and he said some stuff that would make people like you very, very frustrated. Either way, let's get to the big national story. That is the very real possibility, if not probability, we are staring this weekend at a government shutdown. I just saw something locally here, Brian, where they talked about the devastating effects airport closures, no federal aid money. And of course, even the guys down at the border, those border patrol guys, they may stop showing up. So two questions here. You're all over this thing on Fox News. A, do you think it's going to happen? And B, how bad could it be for cities like New York? It's unbelievable that we got to this place. I have no idea about the the shutdown and the ripple effects because they could pay the people that they want. Other people say, well, you know what? These city workers, these these, uh, federal workers, They're going to get their back pay, so they might as well go take a vacation and enjoy it. I do not know the ripple effects of the shutdown between the debate going on right now, between everything else happening, and to see these guys fight each other on the Republican side. What an embarrassment. It's like when you see a family fight in a crowded restaurant. You go, wow, that family's falling apart. And guess what? The Republicans are telling the Democrats and the the national audience, we can't handle the majority. They only had five seats. They think it's about Andy Biggs and Matt Gates and Matt Rosendale, when who are all in safe seats and acting like they're taking a courageous stand, instead of going in and doing what's necessary to fund the government and then push for the appropriations bill, which will begin to get our financial house in order. But just going home with the ball, knowing that the people in your district don't care, but the country will shut down, it's, it's inexcusable. And, it, and sadly, I think it's par for the course. And Republicans only, this is not a stretch, Republicans should only blame Republicans. No, you're right. This is not even a Republican versus Democrat fight. This is Republicans versus Republicans. And they've left my buddy there, Kevin McCarthy, out to dry. Talking about Republicans, one last thing. You guys spent a lot of time, I watched out of the corner of my eye, talking about that debate yesterday. I get it. It was on Fox. But that was an embarrassment, too. And I got to tell you, I didn't watch one second of it. And I woke up yesterday morning. It's my job. And I watched the clips of stupid fat Chris Christie calling Donald Duck, uh, Donald Trump, Donald Duck, and Vivek yelling and screaming at Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis sweating on stage for about two hours. But I got to tell you, man, if you're a Republican, you got to thank God, thank God that indictments and all Donald Trump is going to be the guy to get that nomination because the folks on stage, those seven people the other night, that was embarrassing, every one of them. Mm. I don't think it was the best debate in the world, but I thought that Ron DeSantis came off like this DeSantis hit won the election twice. You know, the same thing. He's not going to have the million-dollar smile of Barack Obama, the charm of Bill Clinton, the, the, the folksiness of George Bush. That's not going to be him. But I think he answered the questions with substance. He was able to say, this is the way I would do it. I don't love his answer on the border. Going to just send Green Berets into Mexico. I don't love his answer in Ukraine, even though you're, you're done with Ukraine. I'm not. Uh, I don't want to quit another country uh, for no reason. 
but I don't love that answer. But for the most part, you gave me the rules and you told these guys to win. But at, at one point, and we do this every day, you're going to go engage. You'll bring people in at Sid and Friends. You'll bring people in that disagree with you. But at one point when you're arguing, you have to think about the listener and you have to be quiet. You know, okay, listen, we're talking over each other. I'm going to lay out. After maybe five seconds. These guys didn't stop for about a minute and a half where we couldn't make out one word they were saying. Nobody had a sense that they, nothing they were saying was coming across. And I was astounded by that. It was very amateurish and uh, really more like watching The View. <laughs> I expect that from Behar Hosting. The biggest story Goldberg. this week, though, that nobody's talking about, and I'm trying to, you know, Arthur Idella or somebody, uh, I got to talk to them, that what they are doing to Trump, out of all the cases, all of them, every single one, documents on down, this is the worst. Ladies and gentlemen, if you think, love Donald Trump or dislike him, you should be scared about what's happening. They are targeting this man and his 50-year career, the buildings that he has bought, the financing that he has worked out, um, the golf courses that he's curated, everything. They're going after him for no reason, saying he inflated the worth of his properties to get loans and insurance deals that have been paid off and are continuing to be paid off with no complaint. You targeted him, looked for something, found something, and now you might even take the Trump Tower and everything and put into receivership while inadequately assessing these properties. And now suddenly, you know more than the Forbes list, this lunatic Democratic judge who ran unopposed, and you're going to take his stuff away because you think he inflated the worth of his properties? When you said Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million, on the Palm Coast, an empty lot is worth $18 million. This thing is worth $300 million. And no banks and insurance agents or contractors are complaining. Sid, I am outraged by this. And now next week you're going to see the family come in. And this is insanity. Glad you said that. And uh, yes, uh, Eric Donald Jr., his sons, everybody involved in this. I actually walked past uh, 40 Wall Street. He used to live down by Hanover Square. And when my son was a little boy, Gabriel, we lived there, and his Dwayne Reed, his pharmacy, was upstairs on 40 Wall Street, one of my favorite Donald Trump buildings. I walked by a couple of days ago, took a picture, and put on Truth Social, Donald Trump social media, F. Letitia James, but I spelled it out, this building will always be Donald Trump's, Trump Tower will always be Donald Trump's, and New York will always be Donald Trump. But you're exactly right. This is disgusting. There's no victim here. In fact, the banks, they are thrilled to death. One bank alone made $250 million on interest payments alone. This is absolutely ridiculous. But uh, because we're running out of time here, I do want to get to your great guest list coming up, 9 p.m. Saturday night's One Nation Fox News. Who are we looking at tomorrow night, buddy? Charles Payne going to kick off and find out why we're losing one in Harlem, but nine Target stores because the crime's been overrun. 200 uh, CVSs are closing up. These are the inner cities that need them most. We're going to talk to to to, uh, Jamie Lissau. We have a surprise there. He's one of the America's Outstanding Comedians. Uh, We're also going to have Shannon Bream on. So it's going to be a big show. Also, is the American dream dead? It is not. Seven out of ten listening to us right now say it isn't. But you'll be shocked on what the American dream looks like. Todd Rose did a two-year study on it. It is fascinating. You're going to have fun. You're going to be informed. And you're going to make America a greater, a better place if you, if you decide to watch 9 o'clock. On Saturday night. I agree. It's a great show. One Nation, 9 p.m. Saturday night. By the way, last time I did your radio show a couple of weeks ago, I was in the lobby at Fox News, and the guy I saw downstairs, 
Charles Payne, big fan of this show as well. Hey, you're the best. Uh, enjoy He's a, a great weekend. Thank you so much, Brian. Congratulations Kelly. on your award, uh, Sid. So earned, so well earned. It's one of the best shows in America, certainly the best in New York. And, uh, and I hope you get a big raise after getting that big trophy. Oh, God, I love you. I really do love you. I mean that sincerely. Thank you, Brian Kilmeade. Have a great weekend. Seriously, what an accomplishment. Thank you. Go Thank get you. him, Sid. Thank you, Brian. There he is, my man. He is so terrific, folks, whether it's Fox and Friends on Fox News, his own show, One Nation, 9 p.m. on Fox News on Saturday nights, or right here after me every weekday morning on WABC at 10 a.m. He's a terrific guy, a brilliant talent, my friend Brian Kilmeade. Hour number two on this Friday morning of Sid and Friends in the Morning, coming your way.